0: You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. Moving on to the Bears and Broncos game. This was actually a pretty entertaining game, Zach. Uh, Justin (laughs) Fields came through with a huge fantasy day, not with his legs, but with his arm. Okay, 335 yards passing with four passing touchdowns, only four carries for 25 yards. That led to DJ Moore doing his thing eight for 131 and a touchdown. It also led to Cole Komet having a huge day as well with two touchdowns himself. Now Komet had a 21% and 24% target share in week one and week two, 26% this week. Okay. So we're seeing a little bit of a trend here, right? That's enough to see, you know, where you're like, all right, well, maybe we should pick up Cole Komet here, right? Three, three games out of four with high target shares. Um, Now this was the Broncos, right? Who got destroyed last week as well. So you kind of have to take some of this with a grain of salt, maybe all of it. So, you know, if I saw Justin Fields getting more carries in this game and more design rushes, I might say, okay, this is sustainable. He's back. But we didn't see that, right? So are you encouraged by this performance? Should we be selling fields after this performance?
1: How are you viewing fields moving forward? I think we should be encouraged by the performance, definitely, because it was like he was fantasy relevant. You know, Justin Fields, he looked like he much closer to what we wanted him to be this season. But I also think it would be a mistake not to shop Justin Fields here a little bit because we know what we've seen from him these past few weeks. And it looks like the Broncos are primed to be just like fantasy gold. Anybody who starts against them will turn to gold. If they can if they can fix Justin Fields by playing him against the Broncos, like I think that can fix pretty much anybody at this point. Don't you think like the Broncos defense is in complete shambles. And uh, I'm taking this with more than a grain of salt. I'm, I'm going with the whole shaker of salt here on this one. He's not close. Justin Fields to the rushing production or volume that we saw last year to make you confident in starting him, even when he stinks it up in the passing game, which he didn't do. But four touchdown passes will go a long way in remedy, remedying the idea that he needs the production with his legs to produce. So it's a long season. I want to say that you can hold on the fields and hope, hold out the hope that he returns to fantasy fancy form as a QB one, but you'd be better served moving off of him if you can get a good deal back for him. Like I wouldn't just sit there and twiddle my thumbs waiting for Justin Fields to turn things around. Like at this point you have a selling point. He looked good in the passing game. The bears offense looked good enough, even though they did lose. I think I would definitely consider selling him. He's not like, a screaming sell because I think it might be difficult to get somebody to buy in on the fact that he's going to have more performances like this, but at least you have something here that you can build on and he can actually return some value. If you can if you can go get a safer quarterback or even to pair him with somebody else that had a big week this week, that isn't going to have big weeks moving forward. I'd have to look more and see who that could be that you pair him with. You can go get a higher upside quarterback and a safer quarterback at that.
0: I hear that Zach. That's, That's good advice there. Khalil Herbert completely took over the backfield this week. You know, so full stop to any talk of a Roshan Johnson takeover at this point. All right. 78% of snaps, 23 opportunities, 78% of the running back carries. He ran around on 65% of dropbacks. Okay. This is significant, man. Okay. This is significant yeah. type of utilization here. And if this holds, we have a pretty startable RB2 here. And we kn- we talked about Khalil Herbert's talent all offseason long, right? So and and this development is not a product of the Denver def- Denver defense. Just notice that I didn't even mention his production in this game, right? I'm only talking about the utilization here. Yes, he had a good yeah. game, but the usage is what matters to me. And it looks like this was a concerted effort for him to be the guy in this game. Okay, um, so I'm I'm looking at Khalil Herbert like, okay, well if this sticks, I have somebody that I can start now.
1: Yeah. 100% and this is a guy that you were kind of drafting Khalil Herbert to be you were hoping like this would be the type of usage that we would see from him being that he was the guy that was familiar in the system that had been there you know they brought in Deontay Foreman he hasn't been in the picture since not even week one really and then Rashawn Johnson came in he looked good the past couple of weeks but it looks like Khalil Herbert I think you would agree with this here is still the best running back by far in this backfield at this point point. and nothing against Rashawn Johnson but the way that they're going to use Khalil Herbert with his talent, I think it's just going to be much better overall for the team. And Khalil Herbert, you talk about the usage that he had. If he can keep anything close to this up, like you mentioned, I think when we drafted him, we were looking at him as somebody that could take on, you know, like the early down goal line role, not necessarily have all the receiving work or even most of the receiving work, you know, that wasn't really in the picture. But if you mentioned it, like 65% of routes, like if that can hold up, that's going to be something that It's going to be gravy that you weren't even expecting to have as part of his workload in going into the season. So I'm with you here. Hopefully this holds up because I drafted him a couple leagues, hoping that he'll be able to be like a really good discount RB two. And if that holds up, he could be on his way to doing that.
0: Hundred percent, man. Javante Williams ended up leaving the game with a hip injury, and but Samaje Perine isn't the clear guy moving forward. Right, Jaleel McLaughlin. He's an undrafted rookie. You know, he's had some sneaky playing time over the first few weeks of the season, you know, alongside these two guys, um, Javante and Samaje, right? Um, and he was the primary guy on early downs after Javante got hurt in this game. Samaje ended up with a lone goal line snap. We could see both of these guys have a role if Javante has to miss time with that hip injury. So if I had to pick one right now, it's probably P Ryan because I think you know, his role as the goal line back, the passing down back on a team who will likely be trailing a lot, you know, given the way this defense has looked lately. And, you know, Jaleel, I think, definitely has a lot of juice for sure between these two guys. Right. So he's definitely in play. He should be picked up. But then, you know, you got to keep in mind that they have the Jets next week's so a tough matchup. As we say that, I'm thinking about what just happened in the game. Right <laughs> with right. Isaiah Pacheco with that long run. So, you know, maybe we take that into account when we're talking next week. But, you know, KC probably negative game script, right? They might drop a hundo on Denver next week at home, right? Uh, but in that matchup, I would probably guess it would be a P Ryan type of matchup, right? And this is assuming that this is a multi week injury for Javante. Early indications that are is that it could be a groin strain. For Javante. Uh, so we'll see. We ha- we don't know all the details. Uh, I wouldn't be spending big bucks on either of these guys, you know, given the matchups coming up and also a potential split backfield.
1: Yeah. I, I think at this point, if you're targeting any running back in the Broncos' backfield, it would have to be for a goal line role where they're just punching in the touchdowns. You know, obviously, Jaleel McLaughlin, he had that one touchdown reception. I don't think we're going to see that a whole lot. You know, Samaj P. Ryan, I think that if you had to pick somebody to be the goal line guy, it would be him because you just look at them as their physical profiles and you can tell who's going to make more sense at the goal line. JP Ryans 5'11", 230 some pounds versus uh, Joel McLaughlin, who's only 5'9". So <laughs> I think the answer there for the goal line role that you're going to get, you don't have to look very far into it. It's going to be J P Ryan Not only that, but he's also more experienced and he's going to have, I think in most cases, a larger workload in general, but, Jalil McLaughlin, I don't think you need to leave him on waivers, but I wouldn't break the bank either going after him either. He could have some value if he breaks out a big touchdown here or there. And the Broncos offense hasn't been that bad. So I don't think you have to worry too much about either of these guys not being able to get it done if you have to put them in your lineup as a spot start. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company.